This episode of Couch Potatoes Unite! Exclamation point is sponsored by Blue Bridge Games. For the games and gifts you won't find anywhere else, head to Grand Rapids, Michigan's friendliest local game store, Blue Bridge Games. Blue Bridge Games carries an extensive line of board games, card games, role-playing tabletop games, Magic the Gathering, and more. Stop into their storefront on East Fulton or shop with them online at bluebridgegames.com. You say you want to watch a drama. You say you want to watch a comedy. Well, you can watch it with your mama. Or you can watch it with your daddy. You'll even sit and watch it with your middle schooler. So you can come and talk around our water cooler. We're watching all day and all night. Couch Potatoes Unite. Whoa, whoa. Couch Potatoes Unite. Whoa. Welcome to a brand new episode of the podcast entitled Couch Potatoes Unite! Exclamation point, which is based on a blog of the same name because it's clearly the evolution of our magical identity. Hey, after seven years, it's sometimes hard to think of these jokes. I'm just saying. There's many I've told. My name is Kylie and I love TV. If you feel the same, keep listening and we're checking out our website, couchpotatoesunite.wordpress.com, as you're bound to find some common ground or something you like. For Couch Potatoes Unite, we're all about the wonders and unique long-form storytelling of the small screen. CPU! Exclamation point! Hopes we've been following releases of brand new episodes of the podcast on Wednesdays, as well as new blog entries on some Tuesdays. And as always, we have several more new episodes on the way. Because the panels and I live lives behind our podcast, the episodes are published once per week. Subscribe to our website or podcast via iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Amazon Music, basically wherever you get your podcasts to stay on top of brand new episodes. Episodes already published discuss a variety of shows around the water cooler, including, but not limited to, Stranger Things, iZombie, The Good Place, Game of Thrones, Grace and Frankie, Mr. Robot, Altered Carbon, The Orville, Outlander, Westworld, Fuller House, Schitt's Creek, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., The Crown, Big Little Lies, Doctor Who, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, Supernatural, and This Is Us. Plus, new episodes are in the works, including revisits for The Hundred. The American Horror Story franchise series panel will talk about Season 1 of American Horror Stories. The Good Doctor panel will catch up on Season 4. The DCTU series panel will reflect upon Season 4 of Black Lightning. The Call the Midwife panel will catch up on Seasons 5 and 6. And the Star Trek 50 Plus series will discuss Season 1 of Deep Space Nine. We'll be launching new panels covering Killing Eve, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, American Gods, Grey's Anatomy, Cobra Kai, Peaky Blinders, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, A Discovery of Witches, The Hauntings of Hill House and Bly Manor, Titans, and Umbrella Academy. And because we look back at shows now past, we'll travel through time and experience all sorts of identities with Quantum Leap. We'll cry bazinga for Big Bang Theory. We'll navigate the witty political satire of Parks and Recreation. We'll become psychos for psych. We'll go where everybody knows your name with cheers. We hope you'll be listening when we talk about Frasier. We'll know that's what she said when we talk about The Office from the UK and the USA. We'll show off our kung fu for Chuck, and we'll debate whether saving the cheerleader actually saved the world by looking at all iterations of heroes. By the way, did you know that CPU also from time to time goes live? We've been live from bunkers, comedy shows, comic cons, and game stores. Plus, we're planning more live appearances and other cool stuff, including in these 
times that we have. And it's true because these times that we have are changing. So make sure you like, follow us at our Facebook page or Twitter at CPU Podcast or Instagram at Couch Potatoes Unite or subscribe to our website, YouTube channel, Apple iTunes channel, Stitcher Radio channel, or find us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music. In the meantime, if you don't hear a show in this podcast format, fellow panelists and I still write reviews and we always seek new panelists. So if you have any interest in joining the discussion, say hello by finding us at any of the outlets I've mentioned. At the very least, stop by and leave us a thumbs up, comment, or review. We like feedback. Just don't show up at our houses accusing us of book theft. We'll take coded messages written with lemon juice, though. I think that's really cool. Today's panel reconvenes around the water cooler after nearly two years since our last recording session, ready to discuss the rebooted Charmed as a continuation of our Looking Back to Look Forward panel discussing all series with that name. In fact, in this episode, we talk season three of the 2018 reboot of Charmed, which airs on the CW and which broadcast from January 24th, 2021 to July 23rd, 2021, with a total of 18 episodes. By way of plot summary, Charmed is an American fantasy drama television series developed by Jenny Snyder Ehrman, Jessica O'Toole, and Amy Rarden, and a reboot of the WB series of the same name created by Constance M. Berg, which originally aired from 1998 to 2006. Charmed follows the lives of three sisters, Macy, played by Madeline Mantock, Mel, played by Melanie Diaz, and Maggie, played by Sarah Jeffrey, who after the death of their mother discover they are the Charmed Ones, the most powerful trio of good witches who are destined to protect innocent lives from demons and other dark forces. Each sister has an individual magical power, which is noticeably stronger when all three sisters work together as the power of three to defeat their enemies. The series begins with sisters Mel and Maggie Vera living with their mother Marisol, who shortly afterward is attacked and killed by an unknown dark force. Three months later, Mel and Maggie discover that they have an older half-sister, Macy Vaughn, who was kept a secret by their mother for years but recently moved to accept a new job at the local university. After the first time the sisters are under the same roof, they unexpectedly start exhibiting new magical abilities. The eldest Macy receives the power of telekinesis, middle sister Mel can freeze time, and the youngest Maggie can hear people's thoughts. Soon afterward, their white lighter, an advisor who protects and guides witches, Harry Greenwood, played by Rupert Evans, gathers all three sisters together and reveals to them that they are witches, as was their mother. Marisol had bound her daughter's powers when they were each born to protect them and let them live normal lives, but was in the process of unbinding their powers on the night she was murdered. The sisters ultimately accept their new destiny as the Charmed Ones. Today, our slightly smaller Magical Charmed panel, namely Sarah, Jessica, and Michael, as former panelist Jeremy jumped the shark on this reboot, have returned to the water cooler ready to continue looking forward and to discuss the most recently completed season of this rebooted drama with our respective Books of Shadows in tow. Before we do, as always, I'm going to take a moment to double-check the panel's temperature. After all, as we all know, sometimes a TV show can take turns for the better or worse in our heads, or can continue its level of awesomeness or lack thereof, depending upon the story evolution. It should be noted that all of our panelists have viewed the entire series through the end of Season 3, as Season 4 is currently airing at the time of recording, and may discuss sensitive plot points. So for those of you who have not watched New Charmed and plan to do so, listen at your own risk, as there may be major spoilers! Welcome back, panel! How are you? Good, how are you? Good, hanging in there. Pretty good. <laughs> Good. I'm okay. Thanks for asking, Jess. And I'm very sort of excited to talk about Charmed. I'm excited to be with the three of you, but I've got some feelings about the Charmed. 
They're all nodding. Yes. This is a podcast. Remember, verbal affirmations are good. Um, I have some things about the charm. I also have feelings. <laughs> Very extensively not happy ones. <laughs> Oh, good. Well, this bodes well. Well, before we get too far down describing what our current sets of feelings are, I, of course, have to take your temperature along the standard CPU character question, which changes with each show we do. Now, from the last time, I did tweak this one somewhat. Not a lot. There's a couple of big changes. Mostly it's the same, but I'm still going to read the whole thing because that's what I do. It's our trademark. So how would you feel about season three along this version of the Charmed rating scale? Would you say you love the show? Whether you watched the original or not, and you might be too young to have done so in time with its airing anyway, you think this show is a fresh new start for a story concept that has a lot of life in it. Haters gonna hate anyway. Besides, you think that shows shouldn't be treated like children when they only need time to find their true direction to realize their full potential, like Maggie Vera. Would you say that though you were initially suspicious of the reboot, given the soapy tone of the original show, you find the reboot to be a positive affirmation of feminism and inclusive casting and a strong statement about how reboots can find new audiences, even if the journey to finding that new audience can be a rocky adjustment at first, like Mel Vera. Do you watch the show more for the main characters than anything? In fact, your affinity for the characters has led you to become prepared to protect and defend them and the show at all costs, especially because you enjoy the new trio of sisters. They're like family to you, except for the sister to which you're particularly attracted, which is Macy. Though the show can be uneven and willfully illogical at times, you also find that you enjoy the modern and somewhat snarky new take on the original premise, like Harry Greenwood. Did you only start watching season two and think the show might be cursed. After all, it remade a beloved property to controversial effect and will probably always struggle because of it. Still, even though the show completely confuses you at times, you enjoy the show's fighting spirit, the fact that it never buckles, even when maybe it should, and you can't help having a soft spot for the Maggie character who impresses you with each passing episode, like Jordan Chase. Do you watch and occasionally enjoy the show, begrudgingly, though doing so goes against every evil impulse you might still have. Still, you find the Harry character charming, you've grown to care about the Mel character, and you are intrigued by how every character struggles to retain their sense of humanity, even the undeniably and mistakenly evil ones like Abigail Jameson Kane. Would you say that while you love the show like the original and the fact that family love and sisterly bonding form the heart of the show, you also see a lot of dark spots and darkness and unevenness in the new story format that three seasons in have left you seeking greener TV pastures, and you really can't endorse this series, whether the original could be considered better or not, like Macy Vaughn, or... You finally jumped the shark. You never really liked the show, perhaps apart from the Maggie character, and you finally gave up watching. Or, spoiler... You died after ingesting all-powerful apples that made you magically invincible only to be incurably vanquished by a black amber-infused Mel leaving you to dissolve into a pile of demon dust. To that end, this show never made sense to you anyway, like Parker Kane. Who would like to start? I will. Okay. I am Abigail. What is your real name? Oh, I'm Jessica. Hi, Jessica! <laughs> Sorry. You're Hi, it's Jess. Hi, Jess. <laughs> but for my temperature, I'm not a split this la this time. Last time I was, I think, Mel and Macy. Let me double check, but I believe you're right. Yes. A mix of Mel and, Mel and Macy again. Which yeah. is what I was season one as well. And this time, 
I am Abigail. Because. I had to begrudgingly watch the show. This season was real hard, and I didn't get invested until the last two episodes. Okay. So. Good news there. Welcome back, Jess. Thanks. Sorry I didn't introduce myself. It happens. <laughs> it does, too, all too frequently. It really does. It does. <laughs> all right. Hi, I'm Michael. Hi, Michael. I am definitely an Abigail this time around. <laughs> it was just a lot. It was very, very... Inconsistent for me this season, unfortunately. And Abigail became my favorite character toward the end of the se- toward the end of that season. So, last time you were just a Macy, so you kind of Macy did move on the scale if you were paying attention because her circumstances have started to change, as you yeah. note. But you were just a Macy and slid down. So because of inconsistency. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Welcome back, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Hi, everyone. I'm Sarah. Hi, How are you? Sarah. We're great. How are you? Good. But I was also going to say that I was Abigail. So this is going to be a very either a very interesting discussion or a very boring discussion. So sorry. But that's where I'm at, y'all. And why are you saying Abigail? Well, because based on your description, like, I still like the Harry character. Although I didn't like him in season one, and then I really liked him in season two. But I I just, it's just getting so, I don't know, the lore is getting weird. Like the tree, and it's dying, and it's dead, and now there's apples, and there's this. I can't anymore. It's too much for me. Just do a Monster of the Week now and then, people. Hey. Last time you were Mel, so that was a bigger tumble for you as well. But you, I guess you really liked season two. I loved season two. <laughs> season loved two was season my favorite. Two. Yeah, I don't know. They lost me. Okay. Welcome back, Sarah. And of course, my name is Kylie. I both moderate and participate on this panel, as is often the case. Last time, I was a mix of Harry and Mel. That's not what I'm going to be this time. This time, I, I think I would also be Abigail squarely abigail because i still love harry he's my favorite and i did like abigail this season but begrudgingly is the key word i think we're 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 all kind of watching it but the show does not do enough to earn its loyalty and especially didn't do it this season it it almost like it reverted to a hybrid of season one and season two and took all the worst parts of season one and not the best parts of season two. And then we're kind of back to that rhythm. So to that end, this should be, like Sarah said, either very boring, we're all going to agree, or we might have some (laughs) disagreements. I don't know, but we'll talk about it for a little while. So welcome back, panel. It's good to see you again. It's been a while. We're going to talk about season three. Let's just start into it. I've given you sort of the main things that happen, not like the minutia, because let's, I'm going to be very honest with you here. Doing the talking points for charm. Sometimes I'll give a panel like the whole Wikipedia list of episodes, <laughs> but sometimes I'm like, there is not enough that happens with an hour that's worth talking about it that I'm just going to summarize. That is this show. Like there were some high level <laughs> things that happened, but then they just happened repeatedly and repeatedly and repeatedly. <laughs> so yeah. that's where we are. Tell me what you liked and what you didn't like. I There was one episode that I really did like, and I didn't think I would like it, but it was the one where they all were separate and like had to run. Like It was the Scooby-Doo kind of episode where you run in one door and then you're somewhere else. And mm-hmm. then I did like that episode. 
Just parts of it. This, okay, I'm gonna be honest. I tried my hardest to watch the show and I did watch every single episode. Did I watch them as like what's what i'm looking for as intently as i should have no <laughs> this season was so dry and just like i there's very few things i remember i did i did enjoy abigail's character growth jordan there were some episodes where i loved jordan there were some episodes where i was like eh, okay he can go the whole like magic so they can't touch each other or be around each other it's kind of an interesting take but at the same time i was like i'm bored and I don't want to jump to this already, but I will be honest, and I cried when Macy sacrificed herself. Spoiler. Spoiler. Sorry, spoiler. <laughs> bah, 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 bah. Rah, spoiler. But that's that's like what stuck with me the most was that part of the episode, that part of the season. Other I, than I that, agree I just, with you. That was like that was like the only emotional mm-hmm. moment for me. And one of my favorite things in season two was the relationship between Harry and Macy and the mm-hmm. chemistry. And I just did not feel that this season at all. And that is a weird thing because it wasn't just the writing. It was just overall the feel of it. Like they took the stakes away and they weren't giving them anything. And it was so sad because I thought that that was so compelling. But I know, and I did like the episode where Macy, again, spoiler, essentially got her happy ending before the sacrifice happened. Where you saw her marry Harry, you saw them, you know, and they're happy ever after, which unfortunately she did not get as of the end of season three. Like, we don't know what season four holds. But I hate coming into panels like this and feeling like I don't know what to talk about, but I feel like there wasn't enough for me to be like, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about that. It just was there. Yeah, just I... once before to me and Kylie, and it was the new girl final season. And we were like, Ugh, Although I'm watching that right now, so we'll see if I still feel the same way. But I will yeah. say that when the theme song changed, the show got worse. Anyway, yeah. that's, what I, <laughs> that's how I feel. Michael, you've been trying to talk. I personally like Abigail's backstory. I liked her. Honestly, her whole character arc from when she first was introduced is just was really good for me. I liked it. It was like she became more human while the trials became more like inhumane with some of the things they were doing to to everybody pretty much because they just wanted they looked like they wanted to survive more for themselves than for the entire planet or whatever so that's how i felt (laughs) i want to echo a couple of jess's comments i was deeply into the what panelist nick calls the second screen experience on this show And normally I try very hard to put the phone down, especially if I'm moderating, (laughs) just so I can remember the things. But the the fact of the matter is, it was dry and it was very boring as a result. Like, I do not remember how the Julian storyline got wrapped up. Mm -mm. I remember that it got wrapped up, but I don't remember how. And Sarah is absolutely right. All the sexual tension in the Macy Harry piece. Now, granted, they they could try to be together, but it was completely drained away. And I'd love to blame it on the allergy, but that should almost ratchet up the sexual tension. The fact that they couldn't touch, the fact that they wanted each other so much. And in the end, it only ended up, A, making Macy kind of a bummer most of the time, and B, 
Harry didn't really have any dimension until they started playing with whether or not he was going to remain immortal. And mm -hmm. when he took this experimental potion from Alice Gray to like turn into a human. Yeah. I love that you called her Alice Gray, but yeah. <laughs> I know her name is Celeste on the show, but she'll always be Alice Gray and I don't even also watch that show anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> I did not love when they went to go see Harry's son and he had passed and like what would that have been his grandson? I think so. Turn into some creepy weird de was that necessary? Was that needed? I don't think yeah, it advanced honestly. the plot advanced the plot at all. No, I didn't. And it was just weird. It made me uncomfortable. Yeah, really I kinda wish that if they were to actually like introduce Harry's like past life, it would have been a lot better to introduce it during season two when he was split in half, you know? Gratefully. I keep just nodding and I know you can't see me. <laughs> I can't see me. <laughs> I forget that they don't long. see us, they just hear us and they can't mm -hmm. we don't have rocks in our heads that they hear shaking yes or no. I mean, not that we know of. <laughs> but also with this, I mean, spoiler, with Macy dying, I mean, it kind of is that nod to the old charm where you had someone who's leaving the show and they had to make it work. So, like, of course, they were trying to, I guess they were trying to write off the tension, too, just so that Macy was overall going to be alone at the end of the day she can't she there won't be like any fight left for them to go after her so i guess they were trying to like they didn't make it subtle it was very like blatantly there but to write her off in a way that there's no like no yeah and like this isn't like two cast members fighting each other she just got a different opportunity doing something totally different oh see i didn't even know that can yeah. you blame her i i don't blame her i it got weird yeah. It just got too. stale. Yeah. Like, literally, it was like flat soda. Hashtag like, flat soda. Good job, Tess. There's our first I secret hashtag. I was expecting it to be refreshing <laughs> and bubbly, and I got flat soda. So just hit right. on the first secret hashtag of the day, so when we post this post, look for the secret hashtag. Also... What's with the random baby? Oh yeah! Oh yes. Let's talk about baby? Mal from the Mal from the future. <gasps> yes. Comes back to Mal from the present, <laughs> and she basically says, "There's all this apocalypse happening, and I don't know what's happening, and I can't tell you really what's happening because that would be bad. But here, take this baby I'm gestating, and let me put it here. in you. <laughs> I don't want to be pregnant right now, and since you're me in the past, here be pregnant. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good reason to use time travel but also try to save the world while pregnant but don't harm our baby but save the world and then i'll come back and i'll cryptically say you kind of saved the world but not maybe not but i'm not going to tell you back, no. but i'll take the baby back now <laughs> and like the thing is this is the thing i'm pretty sure they did that because she actually was pregnant i think oh so. was she yeah yeah See, like, I just didn't care enough anymore. I'm so yeah. sorry. <laughs> well, the thing is, I was I was thinking about it, and I was like, well, she's pregnant, just like how the middle sister, who became the older sister, and the original charm, Piper, was pregnant, and they could they try to hide as much as they can, but they couldn't uh -huh. hide it anymore, so they had to make her pregnant. But the thing is, the way that they did that did not make any sense. They didn't talk about how she wanted a baby or anything like that. They were just like, here, you're pregnant. You know what, though? This makes so much sense in other TV shows because of Riverdale. I won't go into it, but now it all makes sense. Uh, 
what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you? What are you saying there, Jess? <laughs> about I, I won't go into it, but it makes sense about Tony. She oh yeah, pregnant. she was pregnant. Yeah, she was pregnant in real life, and that's why. Yeah. But yeah, that but would all makes sense. I mean, this is for the Riverdale podcast, but they yeah. at least gave her something else to do and made her True. go off screen. Whereas yeah. Michael's exactly right. It was I don't care about anything except curing this allergy, teaching Josefina how to use magic, and also like getting my career back on track. No talk of kids. And all of a sudden, future Mal appears with pregnancy. Well, also, she liked girls. I, magic. Did, that is a magic well, baby. And maybe she <laughs> wanted to have a baby. I don't know, but they never made reference of her like liking no. guys too. Well, essentially liking. We girls, don't know so. that. We don't know that she had. We. How do we know that she didn't just get a sperm donor? That's true. true but that's there's a lot. That's a lot. That's a whole story. Like true. Tell us that story then. I guess if that's right. like true, true, true. Are yeah. piggybacking off of Sarah though? Out of all the sisters, she is the least maternal. <laughs> like to me, she is very cold. Not have a motherly vibe to her. Now, yeah. I will say that I liked Mel mostly this season a little yeah. bit more than, I don't know about season two, maybe about the same as season two, certainly more than the first, but she's still the worst actress of all of them. <laughs> I don't believe her half the time unless she's mad about social issues. <laughs> then I believe her. Every Everything else is like, you have no emotion, you have no chemistry with Ruby. I think Ruby is actually an interesting character that they give nothing to, okay? I mean, she has um, cool powers. She has, she has control the elements. So, I mean, like, yeah, I can like do stuff. She can like come back and be like, I want to get out of retirement and do witchcraft again. Like, come on. Right. She can be the third charmed one now. Make that happen. Exactly. What's going to happen? But now that would be. Or is it going to be Josefina? It can't. She can't be the third charmed one because that would make her re- related to them. So could it be <laughs> Josefina? Nothing will shock me. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. This is my wife and also well, my thing sister. Is, we have a future baby together, charmed. That's four. that's that's getting crazy. Well, this is the thing I'm trying to figure out. Like, my thought process is like, well, first off, they can't do how the old charm did it, because that'll be weird. Because, like... They already did Maris- that. Yeah, Marisol died. But she, like, legit died. And we saw her, and her girls were, at the, were like, old enough to know that she died. They weren't, like, kids, like, in the original charm when she died. So she can't just have a magical baby <laughs> in somewhere. Like, that makes no sense to me. I don't understand no. that. Like, what white lighter... Or what human? Well, they kind of already did that with Macy. Like, she was, yeah. they didn't know about her. Well, Macy was born, but she died at birth. And so they couldn't. That's where she, her demon powers came Yeah, that's where our demon powers came from. I feel like they can't find another hidden sister somewhere because I think that would be so weird. Like, oh, she had two. But could that be where Josefina comes back because she is part of the bloodline? She's a cousin. Yeah, she's a cousin, and I read ahead, and it's not Josefina. Oh, you know who I is? did like her character, though. Oh, Kylie knows. Well, I just I had to do some more. I had to do some research, and some of it kind of gets spoiled when you do the research, mm-hmm. right? I'm not going to say what happens, but I already had the thought that Sarah is voicing. Like, they basically combined Prue and Paige already. I thought that from season one. Yeah, into Macy. So it, I really don't know how they're going to introduce. 
And they did it very sky. It was very Return of the Jedi. No, there is another. I'm like, who are you? Stop stealing lines. <laughs> but I honestly think I talked about that in our first podcast was if how can they if anything were to happen? Didn't know I was going to know that something happened. How can they do that? Because she was essentially the second sister from well the fourth sister however you want to look at it but it just i really like josephina but i also feel like she was just kind of like thrown in bits and pieces and was not given proper like limelight and i hear josephina i just think of the american girl don't know like, <laughs> I, I love uh, somebody who is a brujeria or whatever however they she say was my, she was my favorite well i don't know my favorite was no. molly but that's a whole yeah, other podcast <laughs> subject of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're more we were more enthusiastic about that than we were about talking about charms. You would like us to rank the American Girl dolls. I would be on that panel. podcast okay. and maybe we'll do some bonus content for you. There, Sarah yeah. got it in at least once. Got it in. Yeah. <laughs> I would be a part of that. <laughs> <laughs> I would so anyways. I just but, yeah I, I think- feel like this was like a melting pot and they were like, I have this idea and I have this idea and I have this idea. Okay, make it work. And yeah, they didn't I, make it work. <laughs> oh, I agree. I Because like, how do you go from a someone who, a human becoming some type of destroyer, spoiler, that's going to er- erase the entire magical community to the perfecti who are essentially the avatars of this charmed they were weird they were so weird and off-putting and i was, was... i supposed to like them was i supposed no. to like them no i think they were technically the big is the right word yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think they were technically the big bad of the season of the season they, that should have been because the Julian was a wrap up of last season, but was COVID interrupted. But they were like so they were like intimidating enough to be a big bad. Because I think they were trying to play them as you could agree with them. They were trying to bring order and logic and ascribe chaos. And they picked on Abigail first before they picked on the sisters or Harry or Jordan. And so when that happens, you're already kind of toying with do I like Abigail or not at this point and this whole that trial episode kind of brings you around to oh Abigail really actually had it pretty bad and maybe that's why she's who and what she is and then the perfecti are still on there but logic and order rule the day it kind of reminds me of they're actually the Borg of this charmed it's like oh the triad the triad. I was making a Star Trek reference. What are you talking no. about? I was making another charm reference. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, remind us who the triad is. So the triad is a tree. Is a demon. It's like a. It's it's a panel pretty much. And they. It was in the last or the seventh season of Charmed when Phoebe was on trial for misusing magic or whatever. And she ended up getting all her power stripped away based off of what Demon of Fear was like showing as evidence. And so she was essentially the triad who were demons, demons and elders and I think a witch or something like that. And they all make a decision on the greater good of the universe pretty much. And I guess Phoebe did too many selfish things with her powers, which ended up, them stripping her powers completely away. But I thought that they were like, but I feel like 
the perfecta were more like the avatars just because they were just trying to erase any pretty much anything that was deemed as chaotic or chaos right so well they were yeah i didn't like them they for me i think they brought a little bit of intrigue with them like when they appeared i was like oh who are they the name is stupid but who are they what are they doing but then as their story dragged on and as they kept coming back to them, I was like, no, just find a way to vanquish these idiots and let's move on. Because it it was that was not it was not a good overarching villain. They would have been a good maybe two, three arc episode arc monster of the week type. Filler that, demon. Yeah. Something that isn't necessarily wrapped up in one, but doesn't need more than a couple to tell the story. Okay, mm-hmm. every time I heard their name, I thought of Harry Potter because of Prefix, like the students that run Harry Potter. That's what I thought of. So, you know, nerd life over here. <laughs> Any, does anybody wonder if this could have been way better if COVID hadn't happened and they were able to ramp up the season and then just maybe be more, more cohesive in their writing and implementing? Oh, for sure. Because it would, I think so, because you would have gotten a better closure with the end of season two, which then I feel like season three wouldn't have started quite as jumbled and like wrapping up loose ends. They would have been able to already had the ends wrapped up from season two. And then it wouldn't have felt like two different storylines so jumbled together. I hate to blame COVID, but I really, I don't know. I I don't blame COVID. If anything, they would have had extra time. My understanding is that season two's end, so what we saw that first three or four episodes, that was already planned out. They just hadn't filmed it. The season three, so they had to wait for all the shutdowns and vaccine rollouts and all that other business in Canada because they film in Canada. Don't they film in Canada with everybody else or do they film somewhere? I don't know if this one films in Canada. All right, I'll retract that because I'm not sure. But either way, they would have had to wait to be able to do the stuff. And so the writers theoretically would have had extra time to kind of figure out what to do. But I think there were some curveballs in there between Madeline wanting to leave and Mel, her, whatever her name is, Melanie Diaz, getting pregnant, I think perhaps those were curveballs they were not anticipating and then they had to work around them. It is filmed in Vancouver. Okay, I figured, because the CW's got a whole studio set up up there for all their shows, so so Canada had some, some times with COVIDs as well. I, I don't think COVID, I think COVID disrupted the flow into the Julian storyline and it would have been nice to have had those episodes where they were supposed to be. But the rest of the season, I know. <laughs> I feel bad that I can't even really remember the Julian stuff. Like, you guys keep bringing it up, and I know I watched it. I wish I could remember it, but I don't. It's just not there. Oh, yeah. Julian's not very, that is not as memorable, honestly. I mean, I remember him, but he's not like, oh, wow, he was just a big bad guy. No, he's not really that. And then on top of that, he was real. He was just trying to like figure out if magic was real or not, and use and use science to do it. <laughs> and was so his much. sister sick? Yeah, his sister. Sick. Yeah. Okay, it's slowly coming back to me now. But they they changed. They made us like him, and then he was bad. And then oh wait, no, he's not really bad. It's his aunt. Aunt. Yep. Mm-hmm. It got. I don't know. It convoluted. got convoluted. In there, I get why people don't remember. All I know is last time Michael said that Julian was real hot. He's real hot. I'll stand by that. No. 
but I spoiler alert, but I didn't connect with him when he died. <laughs> oh, so so the magic was over for you there? The magic was <laughs> yes, lost. Gone. I'm sorry. Like, I don't know, like like I feel generally this season, I feel generally, genuinely, genuinely, wow, bad for Abigail. Like Abigail, I was like, oh man, she, she went through one her sister doesn't like her. It's just, it was just a lot. Well, what a mommy dearest, eh? I mean, geez. Just yeah. because she slept with a demon and <laughs> produced a kid, yeah. she blames it on the kid. So, yeah. It's I, your own fault. You literally laid with a devil, and now you have a devil's fault, <laughs> so deal with it. It's kind of true. And I, I've always liked Abigail. I said this the last time. Abigail really added a fresh wave of energy. That actress is very charismatic. She's able to play a lot of different sides. She plays off all the different characters. She might actually just be the best actress on the show. And now I'm wondering if she's leaving with the spoiler, spoiler end of the season. She decides to go back and stay with her sister and gives this heartfelt goodbye to Mel because I think she's had a crush on her the whole time. Which is also oh, weird because sure. I don't feel that either. <laughs> Very oh, that no, actress no, no, no. is able to navigate the ridiculousness that they give her and make it very grounded and believable, I think. Because I loved her jail world moment where she kept, like, when they're repeating everything. I liked hers the best out of everyone's. Yeah, I, I mean, I just feel like, obviously I'm not a professional actress, but I have been an actress in the past. And sometimes when you're doing something that's ridiculous, you're like, I, I can't even do this. Like, I can't even get this out. But she gets it out so well and makes it even not as ridiculous. And I don't know. I think she's just very talented. I appreciate her work. I yeah. liked her. her. Her, like I said, jail episode was the one that I liked. Or, like, her moment in that episode. Because, I, like, I really felt for her. Like, she didn't want to be trapped there. She knew she was stuck with her mom. She didn't want to be stuck with her mom. I just think I love Abigail. Hashtag Team Abigail. <laughs> was there a team? <laughs> I don't know. There is now. Okay. <laughs> I see. <laughs> now, notably, we spent a lot of real estate in our last couple of conversations talking about the fact that they moved from Michigan to Seattle from first season to second season, and we wondered if maybe they would continue to move, and they didn't. They stayed in Seattle. Any thoughts about that, or did you just were like, eh, whatever? Uh, it, I didn't really care, but I did think it was a little bit weird, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Did they I'm, just not like Michigan? Well, I think they moved because technically Maggie was dead, so they needed to get away because she was like dead to her sorority sisters and they did go back didn't they this they season did. to Michigan yes, yeah. they did. Mm -hmm. so I yeah. think what it was was not necessarily that they didn't like Michigan but to make that storyline continue to flow like you can't live in Michigan if you're dead well, dead you can unquote. live in Seattle with your same name is well, all you I'm know, saying they're hoping that people aren't smart enough to internet things like that I don't know can we get that on a shirt you can't live in Michigan if you're dead. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag! You can't live in Michigan if you're dead. Now we've got two secret hashtags. I would, I, I, I would wear that shirt. Of course, you can't live anywhere if you're dead. I mean, <laughs> But mostly Michigan. You mostly can't live in Michigan, Michigan if you're dead. Here, we don't want it. Okay? <laughs> dead people not in our state. Get out of here. Maybe I'm the east side, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> just, just kidding. Just kidding. I might edit that. Jeez. <laughs> I I think no matter where they lived, it would have just been still meh. 
Yeah. But it made sense that they stayed in Seattle because Safe Place was in Seattle and their little, like, hub was underneath Safe Space. And yeah, so, they're still like, in the command the center. Was. They're still in the command center. How did you feel yeah. about that? I didn't like that. I'm I like, really don't know, to be honest. <laughs> Michael? I didn't like that because, like, they still don't know how to use their magic correctly or know anything about witchcraft. So even if the in there is just pointless. I mean, the other traumas just had a book and they had to figure it out. So I don't know Why did they how they go. Command center. Right. What they go besides traveling? Other than that, I don't think that command center is that is that helpful. <laughs> they lost the book this season. Yeah, they don't have it. But I'm like. I'm pretty, but they can't read the other books without using some type of ancient technology to help them cipher what's being, what they need to read. Two things I never thought I'd hear together, ancient and technology. (laughs) (laughs) That is kind of an oxymoron, isn't it? (laughs) Not really, because the definition of technology is any tool that you can use to help you. So like. Okay, teacher. (laughs) (laughs) You want an apple or something? Technology. That was very technical and literal. Thank you, Sarah, for that definition. Thank whatever <laughs> professor teachers. that class. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. But I agree. I feel like the command center is a crutch, and they've done so little to explain it other than the fact that the magical tree is hidden in it. <laughs> and you can use orbs to travel. And you can that. use orbs to travel, which is weird because, I mean, granted, they played around with Harry's future as a white lighter, but isn't that what he's supposed to do? Right. Teleport yeah. them? And can't they Use like your powers, Harry? Dang. But can't they also like create spells to allow them to like? I thought they did easily? in the original one at least. They did like when like ever they couldn't orb, they had like a potion that would allow them to like. Oof. They just chuck it on the floor. Smoke comes up, and they're somewhere new. And it's going to make me wonder. So I don't. I'm not going to say anything about if anything. The but new it, person's a white lighter, half white lighter like Paige, which would then that would make sense. Allow if, them if to they bamf. Did bring in another sister. And I mean, okay. Would it make sense though? Reason. Would it make sense though? Because Marisol's really getting around now on her husband. Well, no. So what I was thinking, what I was thinking, was that what if it wasn't Marisol's kid? What if somehow dad just had a radar for supernatural women, got a white, a female white lighter pregnant, so then they're sharing a dad, not a mom, and then boom, white lighter sister season four, let's go. I mean, that would be really creative. I hope, I hope maybe you're, they added a, you know, turn the blender on and did that, but I, I just don't trust them to do that. I, I mean, I don't know how else they could get a sister unless it was the dad. Marisol's moving around. Either one of them. People. No, no, no. I don't think so. I feel like Mel's dad would not, would not, could not do that. But I'm saying, like, how else? Because you brought up the point that they were old enough to know if Marisol had had another child. Unless this child's even older than Macy. See, then that couldn't be it. She has to be either, she has to be younger than Maggie. Well, then they would to. know if Marisol was pregnant after Maggie, the girls would have known. Right, but Marisol was dead. So now we're back to the conundrum of how is there going to be another sister? It's Let one of the see. dads. <laughs> well, it can't be Mace. Well, no, it can't be Macy's dad. That wouldn't work. Could it be what if, Maggie's dad? What if it's just, what if it's a child from the future? So when they're gonna have the baby come back and be a sibling, that's weird. Oh. Hi, mom. I'm your sister. <laughs> I just looked it up, so that's why I'm not contributing to this. Game. <laughs> I can't do that, Sarah. I think I think I just did. So I <laughs> I wish they could. I think I 
wish you could have seen her face because it was everything. Sarah got a little <laughs> fair, I learned the name of the person, but I'm not really sure how it came to be yet. So, well, now after this, I'm gonna have to look it up because I'm stubborn. But I'll wait. <laughs> I will wait. <laughs> care enough about the series to be in no. suspense until I watch it. Like I'm not. It's not. I'm gonna not, forget anyway. I'm gonna forget anyway. That's. How I feel like, about. let's be honest, I forgot half of this season, so here we are. Which is the tr- so that's just it. Like, what I remember very graphically is the perfect eye forward. I don't remember anything yeah. before that. And the allergy thing was dumb. dumb. So, the allergy thing, I felt like I was like, oh, they're doing a little nod to COVID. That's cute. That's what I thought, but then I got annoyed with it. Yeah, I, yeah, I did too. I think they were using that as their device for six feet distance. Yeah. Which makes sense. Okay, great. You're following COVID protocol. But find another way. But your magic. Fix it. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Like, I've never been so frustrated like, at a show. Is that yeah. true? That's hyperbolic. Really? You, you've never been more frustrated with a show? Than- I take it back. Good doctor. Good doctor frustrates me all the time. Okay. What about Riverdale? Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. That's for tomorrow. But, yes, Riverdale, ew. Yeah, we are it's talking. We're going to need to, yeah, I've got even strong. I'm going to tell you right now, I like this show better than that one. Yes. <laughs> and that's, at least this one has a plot. That sort of goes in like Makes a direction. Sense. Yes. <laughs> but that's for the Riverdale podcast, which will probably come out before this one, quite honestly. Okay. <laughs> What happens when you have people from the same panels on other panels? It's true. Right. It's and they're recording back to back. <laughs> All right. But I will say, I told them before, Sarah, you weren't in here yet. I was excited to see Harry acting in something else because I watched part of season two of Bridgerton, and he's on that for a minute. And I got Stop very it! Excited. I just watched it. Who was he? He's their dad in the flashback. That I is Harry. I did not even... Oh, I gotta go oh, back. Oh, I knew right away. I was like, Harry! <laughs> what was I thinking? I was so disturbed by the B thing. When I was yeah. Like, yeah. So I liked seeing him in something else because at least I liked that show. He looked so different. I'm like, now I feel like I have to look. But anyways, carry well, on. I'm sure life. it was, and I'm just... I have a million babies all over the place here all the time. I have a million babies, but they're not mine. I just work at a daycare. Fair enough. <laughs> so about Charmed... <laughs> <laughs> and mystical babies like i like i want that i really hope they come back to that storyline they have to or if they i would also not be surprised if they were just like oh they'll forget about the magical future baby that mel carried if they no. yeah if they ignore that this that's like jumping the shark that's a Stop. huge elephant in the room that cannot be ignored you, yeah you cannot undo what you have done pregnancy accommodation or no Kylie, it kind of reminded me, because you said something about a Star Wars thing, but it reminded me of Star Trek, Deep Space Nine, where, like, Kira carries that baby for those other people, and it's like, oh, it's in them, and then now it's in her, and it's like, what? Yeah, to be fair, my Star Wars comparison was when Macy died, and the Guardian said, they said, what do we do? Are we still the power of three? And then she said, no, there is another, which is literally the line from The Empire Strikes Back. (laughs) <laughs> or Return of the Jedi. No, the Empire Strikes Back. Because Obi-Wan Kenobi says, that boy was our last hope. Yoda says, no, there is another, and the light goes on his face. But yes, you're right about this. The pregnancy comparison is more Deep Space Nine oriented. Yeah. Which means they're borrowing heavily from other genre vehicles. Like we wouldn't notice. <laughs> I, yeah. 
Well, the thing is, I think that they can come back to it because, again, it wasn't that too far into the future. It wasn't like 20 years in the future when she was having a kid. It was like, what, maybe like six months or something like that? Ah, uh, no, I thought it was more than six months. How far? I can't remember how far it was. He because was about to go into labor. Right. No, so how yeah, far but... was it into the future? Because... They were like, they were, they, it wasn't like too far ahead because was it? Macy was, had the whispering evil inside of her when, when Mel was still pregnant with the baby before they sent the baby back. Yeah. But I think it was more than six months because if it were six months, then Mel, actual present day Mel would have to be pregnant in order for yeah. that storyline to make sense. I think it was a couple of years. That was my sense. Because remember, Mel and Abigail, I think it's Abigail, goes into the future at one point, and mm -hmm. Mel sees her gravestone, and there's this whole conversation about, but that's like 10 years into the future. So I feel like there was something, something in the middle there that signified this apocalypse because they had changed something. But, you know, I'm, I'm reaching. It's hard to remember. Yeah. <laughs> it's very difficult to remember. And to Jordan, because Jess, I know you said sometimes you like him and sometimes he was meh. I think they just didn't know what to do with him, which is really super sad because his storyline plays most off of Maggie. But Maggie had the stupid six feet distance allergy, so they couldn't play with that relationship until the very end of the season. And then by that time, you were like, am I still invested in these two? I mean, ultimately, I think Maggie is my favorite sister now. But I and I really wanted to be but they were just Jordan was all like this is too dangerous and too hard and I have to go away for a while probably to do the budget and then I'll come back and get possessed and it was just very weird. It just it, it got confusing too because I thought they resolved the whole witch curse thing but then they but then I don't the ghosts kept coming. The ghosts yeah, of Christmas I, And Cast. they don't stop coming. And they Maybe don't they stop. Maybe they didn't resolve it, and I just had hoped that they had. I don't know. Can't stop, won't stop. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I just think they didn't know what to do with him, which is too bad, because I like his energy as well. I like what he you adds to the show. Take shirt off, then, if you don't know. At least. Come on. At least let me look at your abs. <laughs> We shouldn't objectify all the men on this show, but what else? He is handsome. Marry? He has a good head on his shoulders, and he just happens to have a nice pair of abs that go with it that I may like to look at. So he didn't really do any physical education. Yeah, that was his thing in Safe Space. He was giving boxing was, classes. He did defense and boxing, and yeah, I'm just saying. I feel I take boxing from him. I don't like boxing. <laughs> I would learn self defense from him. Throw him on the ground. And Maggie still had her stick, but not the stick like that, that was magical, but then she made it magical sometimes. Yeah. I'm very confused about Maggie's stick. <laughs> <laughs> That's I not a euphemism. So I'm talking about the stick. <laughs> no, I know you are. Yes. I know we're talking about her expandable staff. I get it, but just, I'm really confused about Maggie's stick. Just snapped me over an edge that I didn't know I was on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Jess. <laughs> it's the time change. I'm not used to being an hour behind you guys. I'm a little out of it. I see. But still, like, she's so <laughs> proficient with this thing. And I don't even remember when she got it. We talked season about two. this. Season two. Wasn't it season two? Because they all got weapons. But 
Is that the same weapon? And yes. Th- it is? It doesn't it look is. the same? I swear it's the same. Because somebody got those, like, three-pronged knife thingies, right? Like the Ninja Turtles have? Mel had bracelet that turned into, like, a things. I think you're just thinking of the Ninja Turtles, Jessica. That's <laughs> <laughs> like the Ninja Turtles, okay? Jeez. That is- Raphael had his. Yes. Why? That's, I thought one of them had something similar to those. But I could be wrong. Wait, are you talking about the empathic staff or the baton, the expendable baton? There's are there two things? (laughs) There's two weapons? I thought they were the same. No, 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 no. See, See, we're all very confused. I'm talking about the expandable one, I think, is what you just said. Yeah, she can like put spells on it to make it do things. When did she get it, Michael? She got it in episode in season 2 episode 9. That was specific. So then the shorter ones must have came season 3. Shorter? Did Didn't she have a shorter one? No, cuz the <laughs> I'm so confused now. <laughs> because the empathic staff, she got that. Give me a moment. That was in season 1. Her and Yeah, that was in season one. They were in the ba- they were underneath the house and they found these special places. And it was in a cupboard. Yeah. She got a staff and Mel got a bracelet and Macy's power was between her demon half and witch half enough so she didn't get a gift. But where did those gifts go and what how <laughs> why is Maggie like nunchuck and sorry, it's not nunchucks, you know, whacking people with <laughs> with <laughs> I just hashtag they're secretly the Ninja Turtles. I'm not using that one. A lot at this point, I (laughs) think that would be the one thing that makes sense. I would be okay with it because that'd be fun. All right, but now we have to analyze who's which turtle. My brain can't handle that right now. Donatello has the staff, so that's clearly Maggie, right? And what did Mel have? A bracelet? I don't know. She can be Splinter. That's not one of the turtles! <laughs> That's the rat! <laughs> and Abigail would be April O'Neil because she's like not really one of them, but she kind of like gets But in she there. wants to be. Right. And <laughs> would Jordan be the, the one guy who wears the hockey mask? Shredder? Shredder? Yeah. No. No, Casey not, not the bad guy, the Jason. Casey Jones? Kate, I don't know. The guy who That's wears the Casey, mask. Casey, and that Casey, would be yes. Harry, right? Because he's like their friend. I don't, guys. Yeah. I told you my brain can't come. I this. Right this now. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, the <laughs> so I do a research to help us answer the question that Kylie had. So Maggie lost her. Didn't lose her her empathic staff. She stopped using it because she lost her empathic abilities. Okay, and then decided to get a Wacom staff. Well, yeah, because she remember she's like a fighter. She's like a martial. She studied fighting with not martial arts. Yeah, she uses that as like oh, just a weapon to help. I guess I didn't realize that she lost her empathic capabilities. I thought she still had them, but was still using the whole like. Um, so stuff. when they went through that, when they had to go undercover, what was it? Witness protection. Sorry, there it is. Witch. They had to go to winter protect when they're under witness witchness protection. They ended up losing all their powers in j- completely. So they had to. They got new powers that were like an augmented version of their previous powers. So that's how Maggie got to be able to see the future 
rather than empathy and things like that. So they ended up getting the powers of the original Charmed Ones instead. So like, yeah. I don't even remember that. And that was in the good season. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because Macy still had her dark. Her demon half power. Her demon power. power. Mm -hmm. And they could transport with the little ball thingy. Balls. Yeah. But when they took the black black sap from the tree, that's when they got their new powers back. Well, not Macy. Initially, she had to give her powers to Abigail, her demon powers to Abigail, in order to get her telekinesis powers back. They had to commune with that girl who owned the store, and then she had to go to the the hospital. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be on PC. The psychiatric ward. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I don't remember any of that, but I I trust you. I think that's kind of a testament to this show because typically I will remember things. I mean, granted, my memory seems to be coaxed out of my brain with various medical things that have happened, but at the same time, big events in a linearly told way that have some continuity tend to stick in my brain. I think this show, one of the things I always say is that continuity is a big thing for me and this show cannot handle continuity. It's practically a non-construct for this Charmed. The original Charmed had it. The original Charmed would pick up threads and things they'd said earlier and kind of carry them forward, but this Charmed does not do that. (laughs) Not very often. So, yeah... We've all got some not great feelings. So since we're around the water cooler in our third season into this reboot, I'd like to ask you to rank, list, which the three seasons of the reboot from best to worst. Go, Uh, Jess. Okay. Two, one, three. Wow. Okay. Oh, two, three, one? But I could be swayed. I don't feel strongly. Two, and then three and one... One half of the season is, like, before the other one, but they're both pretty bad, in my opinion. (laughs) I would say two, three, one. I'm giving three the edge only because probably the last three episodes, which led up to Macy's death. Those were strong. The finale was the strongest episode of the lot this time because they gave her a very... It was actually a better farewell, I think, than Prue got. Oh, yeah. Since... Mm -hmm. Madeline wasn't, you know, let go from the show like Shannon Doherty was or whatever mutually decided to split. So I think they had a better preparation for that. And when they know what they're doing and they concentrate on it, it actually turns out nicely. So that whole dream sequence spell thing where they got to spend the day together and they made a nice use of that Marvin Gaye song, which now <laughs> I can't remember what it is. Oh, crap. I don't remember which one it is. It's not Ain't No Mountain. But it was nice at the time. Which one was it? I'll have to look it up. I can't even remember. Anyway, it was a nice, it was a nice swan song. Homage. Yeah, nice homage. And I hope that by Macy being the guardian, or a guardian, I don't know how many guardians there are really, it leaves open chances for her to come back if she wants. But yeah. one was, as I recall, very bad. And then the second half was better than the first half. But it was still pretty bad. But I could be revising that in my brain. I don't know. And also there were some theories. Michael, you were less enthusiastic and you mainly were the producer of said theories last time. (laughs) You talked about, you know, the, the sisters developing one spell that used all of their powers. And they kind of used this spell that... 
they would say it, and then all three of them would shoot out blue lightning energy. How'd you feel about that? How did any of us feel about that? Personally, I don't know. It didn't like. It was like it was. I have no words, honestly, because like I didn't like it. It just made it seem like a superhero show rather than like a witchy show. Like I'd rather see like a barrier or something, and then you trap them, and then someone's they all say a, a spell together, like the, in the original show. You know, like show that sisterhood a little bit like that, that like teamwork, then giving them one big old blast of energy, you know? I will say that the difference between the two, it always felt like in the original Charmed, there were stakes involved, right? There was a chance those spells wouldn't work. There was a chance that those powers would go flunky and they'd miss but it seems like these three sisters tend to have a lot of easy successes but just find a lot of trouble does that make sense yeah that makes sense so i kind of already talked about them killing off the sister which you we all discussed that last time like are they going to kill off the sister because i think we were hearing the rumors that madeline was leaving back then and then michael you really wanted to see a big battle you were very very concerned with a big battle and we got some battles they i don't know if they were big enough for you Not at all. I was so mad. I was like looking forward to seeing the Conqueror. Like they're having like a huge battle with the Conqueror. That's what I was hoping for. But it was literally not that. It was it was way less exciting. I was expecting more of like the season, the the final season of the old charm type of battle where they're trying to find help from any magical person they can so far. But that didn't work out very well. That was It was just like, oh, us three witches and then Ruby come right on in and help us out. And like, it was just, it wasn't, it was very anticlimactic for me. And then what was that last? Oh, and then them against the perfect eye. That was just, if they could just sit them away the entire time, why didn't they just do that? If they figured it out. Like they, I think they went one more episode before sealing them away. And I'm like, that's just... That's just poor planning. (laughs) Poor planning. We often talk about on the DCTU series how the CW, with the possible exception of Supernatural, although we've talked about it on the Supernatural panel as well, the CW stretches its seasons, and it's still one of the only networks that does now, to those 20 to 25 episode ranges, and how it's not necessary to do that anymore because so few content providers are actually following a traditional format and if there was ever an argument to be made that a show needs less episodes it would be for this one and for Riverdale quite honestly those two have way too many episodes to tell the story like I said I don't I didn't need to give the panel every detail of every episode for Charmed because Mm -hmm. so much of it was repetitive yeah you don't need 18 of the same kind of episode frankly. And like, do you think they, they're doing that because they're still airing on TV as opposed to like Bridgerton, which just drops it to Netflix all at once? Like, is that their rationale that they want to keep the viewers watching it live? Yeah. So on network, network generally is about ratings and advertisements, selling that commercial time. And the CW particularly is, although it is the least rated, least watched of the five major networks, they cater more to the coveted 18 to 32 year old age group, i.e. the age group that's more susceptible 
to targeted advertisement than other age groups. This is apparently the science that has governed the TV industry for the past several decades. And so the CW, I mean, they just recently stretched their programming to a seven-day-a-week thing before they really just had their core programming on the Monday through Friday and on the weekends would show reruns or reality TV or both. Now they actually have original programming on every day but Saturday, which is very similar to the other four networks, but they, they it's literally stretching that content, whereas ABC, NBC, Fox, and CBS have all glommed on to the fact that people have shorter attention spans and want more quality, and with the possible exception of procedural shows like your Laws and Orders, CSIs, etc., they have shortened their seasons as well for most of the shows so that it ends up being like a they'll have a fall show in a time slot and then a winter show picking up in that time slot because they know that people, A, want better, and B, sometimes you just can't stretch it out for the number of episodes that people. But the CW has not shifted their format yet. And I don't know if they will. I think I this is a subject that we discussed on Supernatural panel when we ended that panel, but the CW is actually up for sale. Warner Brothers is trying to sell it. And if that's the case, it might not be airing Warner Warner Brothers stuff for very much longer because everything that is Warner Brothers is being yanked to HBO Max or HBO unless they already had a contract with Netflix. So, yeah, I think the CW needs to get it together or I just think that network's going to change pretty dramatically if it gets sold off, which wouldn't be a sad thing. It's just they have some really good concepts that then land, although I still don't know, I don't believe they should have rebooted Charmed. That's what I meant. I felt that way at the beginning. I wanted it to be good, but the farther we get into it, I really don't think this is something that should have been rebooted. No. I'm really skeptical about reboots in general because I, I think that it can be somewhat lazy. And if you don't have more of the story to tell, Mm -hmm. then I think you run the risk of ruining the franchise. I'm going to say this, and you know I love this series, but Arrested Development is a good example. Like, there was more to tell, and we were excited, but they didn't do it gracefully, and it got weird. And now it's like, what's going on? And so I I feel like rebooting, you know, Fuller House, I didn't watch, but a lot of people really enjoyed that. They wanted to revisit that family years later. They had a good concept. They're going to focus on the kids having kids and their lives. But if you're just rebooting for that nostalgia, everybody's doing it. So I don't think that it's a new and innovative thing to do anymore, to make retro cool. They're just lazy. Now they want to reboot, or they just did Fresh Prince. Now they're somebody was looking at Family Matters. I'm like, guys, these were great shows. If you, I don't know. Family Matters. No, I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, It's no. like, don't take things that were good and then remake them, and then essentially you're going to put a bad taste in people's mouths, and they're not even going to want to watch the original anymore because it's like, what's the point? I mean, right. at least to that end, this Charmed and the other Charmed, the original Charmed, are different enough that I think you can, if you chose to, altogether ignore this one 
and still have your good memories and thoughts about the old Charmed. My problem with this new Charmed is that what they really should have done if they were going to do this is to take some of the key concepts that make it core Charmed and then find a story that was their own without mirroring stuff that happened in the original Charmed because that's just going to invite the comparison. And we all know how Holly Marie Combs and Alyssa Milano felt about it. They were incensed that there was a reboot for this show because theirs was popular enough that's what they are known for they had they were both executive producers as was Rose McGowan until she did some stuff and is now in a place <laughs> but yeah it's just this one was a I, I want to say it was a bad idea and I think it's no disrespect to the actors or necessarily even the writers although you're not doing such a good job, writers. But this is just one of those properties that maybe they should have left alone and not given the reboot. I, yeah, I think both Holly Marie and Alyssa said, well, they're climbing on the backs of what we've built in order to get the show made and make it popular. And, and at first I was like, well, I don't know. But now thinking about it, they're absolutely right. The four of us wouldn't be watching this right now, probably, if if it wasn't built on the backs of the show that we really enjoyed and were nostalgic for. And so I kind of, like, get what they're saying. And they're not getting any royalties, but it's really, like, it took an old property and just renamed it. I mean, this could have been any other show. It didn't right. have to be charmed. And to piggyback off that, another witchy thing that was amazing at its time and then got remade was The Craft. Yeah. I watched the remake of The Craft and it, I mean, it was good for what it was. And if you didn't love the original, then sure, you probably would have loved this one. But it was just, it was another thing that could have been left alone. I didn't know they well, were Well, honestly, the craft. I actually enjoyed the new craft, the reboot of craft, because technically, in my opinion, it didn't seem like a reboot. It seemed like it was a, a two. It was like the next the next generation more than anything else. You know, the original craft is a is a cult favorite, so I've seen it a handful of times. It's not my favorite of the witch properties. I did not know they even remade the craft, mm -hmm. so that's interesting to know. But, you know, ch this Charmed, like I said, there's not a lot of social media support for it. It's not one of the higher rated shows on the network. I think it's great that they, they're trying to diversify their casts. But at the same time, it's, they're not catering to the strengths of what is new. Right. Like that, for example. I mean, they, they, one of the nice, rich things about season two was how the sisters kind of came together on their cultural differences and their biological fathers all came back. Those were some really touching episodes. And it's just lost a lot of that heart that they actually had for a minute. And now it's it's flat soda. Hashtag flat soda. Hashtag <laughs> What kind of flat soda, Jess? I don't know. I'm voting ginger ale. I would say ginger ale or Sprite was where yeah. I was feeling <laughs> You got. You have to put it into context because some people like things like flat coke, but flat ginger. My mom used to give us flat diet coke when we had like a stomach bug. Uh -huh. No, it's I don't thing. know, Sarah. I don't know. People I do think, that. I would think the artificial sweetener would make you puke, but I don't know. I question my mom. I cannot stand flat anything, and like I don't like ginger ale in general, which makes me a traitor to the state of Michigan. But that's fine. They do say when you're sick, like a flat Sprite or something, the pediatrician will say that. And I gave it to Jack once and he like 
looked like I had given him battery acid. He was like, I will not drink this. <laughs> no. What have you given me, mother? He was so incensed. Oh, Lord. So charmed, panel. Moment of yeah. truths. Moment of truths. First question. Are you going to keep watching? Only because I'm on the panel. Yes, because I want to know how this like new sister's going to come into into play. Yes, I will, because I want... I want to know what happens with the new sister, but this is definitely a second second screen experience for me. I, I have it on while I'm cooking, and I don't. I can't just watch this show. I did during season two, so maybe I got to give it a chance. Maybe it'll pull me back <laughs> Maybe in. the even seasons will be the good ones, and the odd seasons will be the ones that test us. Yeah, <laughs> like the Star the Trek movies. Star Trek movies. Yep. <laughs> See, Sarah and I know we we. It's possible that this could happen. Yeah. Is it likely? I don't think so, but it, it's possible. <laughs> but hold on to hope. And of course, yeah. I'll keep watching if they'll keep watching. That's how this works. But we have spaces on our Charmed panel, so if you're out there, listener, and you want to join our conversation, please tweet at us, CPU Podcast, or find us on Facebook, email, etc. Now. <laughs> Here's this question, because part of the moment of truth. Last time, there was a lot of no's, but there was some qualified recommendations. Would you recommend Charmed after this season? Why or why not? No. No. I, I, no. If you really want some charm, just watch the Watch the original. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Watch the original. I can't I mean, unless you're like me, I was curious. But listen to us, listeners, and if you want that charm fix, watch the original. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I cannot recommend this show. It's 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 not that good. <laughs> it's just not that good. And if you like supernatural stories or witchy stories, yeah, the original Charmed is the better. And then there are other better shows out there right now that just cater to this subject that beat this one all to pieces not chilling adventures of sabrina but that's a different podcast when we've already talked about it (laughs) we've already wrapped that podcast that podcast is done (laughs) (laughs) that one didn't do so well either no (laughs) we'll be talking about stuff in the riverdale panel (laughs) i'm not the right one to moderate because i don't watch (laughs) sabrina and i know there's some crossover with katie keen this season and i'm like what in the world is happening i didn't watch any of those yeah but that only happened like a minute and nobody wanted to talk about katie keen and it was canceled after one season so it's okay (laughs) katie keen is the bruno of riverdale (laughs) i said it everybody's eyes got big Okay, you have to We're save that one. Yeah, you better save that one for the secret hashtag for Riverdale. <laughs> I will. Okay. Somebody just remind me tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, I have no promises. <laughs> I'll put a note in my phone. Okay, that's good. Okay. At this point, lovely charmed panel, you all are charmed, I must say. Is there anything else that you'd like to discuss with relation to season three or what you hope to see in season four of this reboot. I want more Harry. That's it. Oh, big battle. I need a big battle. Michael's <laughs> back on the battle. Like, <laughs> I need a lead, like a three episode lead up to like something massive that'll Some end epic the entire battle. show on a good note. I would like a really intriguing third witch who is amazing, a good actress, and gets good writing and makes me just want to watch her. I just, I just want it to be good. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I don't even think that I care about any of it. I just want to enjoy watching it again and not feel like it's a task. Yeah, which is why, so we mentioned at the top that our former panelist Jeremy left, and that's basically what he said. It feels like a chore, and it's a chore I don't want to do. I was like, well, I can't twist your arm, buddy, so <laughs> have a lot nice. A real slice. Yeah, to the next one, I guess, but yeah, I, yeah, there's not a lot to be said more, other than it's still better than Riverdale. <laughs> but by a sliver. <laughs> I know. I give it two slivers because I still okay. two slivers tops. And you two know slivers. why? You know why? Because there is a Harry, and Harry is very dreamy, and there is a Jordan. I think he's dreamy too. Like yes, Riverdale, and there's an Abigail. But is there any more? Because she went off to go stay with her sister. Listen, give me something to hold on to. There's I'm an right. <laughs> I just hope you're not disappointed when we get to season. I'm sure I will be right now. There's an Well, end. here's my theory. Abigail will come back in the fourth season during the final battle to help the sisters. Okay. <laughs> this is presuming there is a final battle. There's there needs to be a people. final battle. <laughs> But or, or they bring back the old charmed ones and they do the final battle with them. Oh, that would and never the happen. Charmed ones win. Yeah. <laughs> One can dream, Michael. <laughs> One can dream. Uh, I don't think exactly. those three women are going to touch it at all or four. So instead of four seasons in a movie, like, what is that show? Community? Instead of four seasons in a movie, it's six seasons in a movie, it's four seasons in a battle for charmed. I like that. I love that. <laughs> I, I no got comment. you, Michael. <laughs> I have no <laughs> comment. Kylie's like, I'm done, done. I, I got nothing. Well, also, I will say this. They have not built up enough relationships with the magical community in total in this show. Like the last one, they had friends from all over the magical community. And then also still had some, some of them still had friends in the, like the real in the human you world so it's like yeah they don't even have that in this they, don't, they barely have any friends all out at they all just have each other and their right. lovers they barely have each other because they couldn't touch or hug or like do anything <laughs> <laughs> i'd be okay with that. that i don't i don't need people touching me or hugging me so <laughs> clearly sarah's love language is not touch no nope. <laughs> really not no listen i love it's not and i'm an affectionate mother by the end of the day little hand are constantly you must get this at work hey hey by the end of the day i'm like okay just i need five minutes with no hands on me i don't my I glasses get yeeted every single day so he can hug me better and when he hugs me he's on my shoulder but apparently my glasses cannot be on for him to hug me she said i don't get yeeted. it i don't ask questions she said yeeted i just want to know <laughs> she said my glasses get yeeted <laughs> i don't know what that means so i just gave it it's the hip, par it's the hip parlance, hippish parlance. It's kind of going away again, but yeah, basically it's like it's taken and just chucked. Yeah. I could have said my glasses are chucked, but oh, my brain went. People wrong. can't say like, throw; they just say yeet. <laughs> I got it. I got it now. I'm just. Okay. What is happening to our language? Okay, it's fine. It's becoming lazy. <laughs> Oh, okay, let's not end on that note. Anything else you want to say about season three of Charmed or what you hope to see in season four? Bon voyage, and I hope to see something good. I just want Abigail. I just want a big battle. <laughs> okay, we're repeating ourselves. Well, that sounds good. <laughs> Their desires are consistent. They're going to keep watching. 
possibly begrudgingly, and you may hear from us later this year when this season oh, ends. Not two more years. Not two more years. It shouldn't be COVID through everything off, Jess. Thanks, COVID. <laughs> thank, hashtag thanks, COVID. But what I'd like to do right now is thank Michael, Jess, and Sarah for joining me once again to talk about Charmed in whatever state that might mean. But since we've done that, it's now time to roll the credits. Couch Potatoes Unite! Exclamation Point was produced by Back Pocket Productions, run by yours truly, the Chief Couch Potato, which is really another way of saying executively produced by me, Kylie Piette. My associate producers are Krista Pennington and Celine Resmer. I edit this podcast, and our logo is by Rebecca Wallace. Our marketing graphic artist is Krista. Our theme song was written by Sarah Milbratz and sung by Sarah, Amy McDaniel, and Kaus Resmer. Kaus played the keyboard, Ian McDonough played the bass, Christian Somerville played the guitar, and the whole shebang was engineered by Kyle Aspinall and Christian. We hail from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Please, if you like what you hear, take the time to rate us, give us stars, provide comments, or review us wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, CastBox, and Amazon are just a few of the places you can find us, but we're also on YouTube. We have our website. Otherwise, feel free to tell us how we're doing, what we should add, subtract, keep, or toss. You know how it goes. And if you have suggestions for shows we might consider, contact us at our website where we have a guest book. By email at couchpotatoesunitepodcast at gmail.com, our Facebook, our Twitter at CPU Podcast, our Instagram at Couch Potatoes Unite, or wherever you get your podcasts. Though, of course, we add new and old shows to chat about around the water cooler all the time, and always have new episodes coming down the pipe. Just listen to our intros. If you miss old episodes or want to know in general what shows we cover, just search for us. Find us wherever you do searchable things on the internet. Don't forget that exclamation point. Or contact us via our website, our email, our social media accounts, and stay up on all the new events and episodes by our humble little podcast, Couch Potatoes Unite! Exclamation point! Until the next time, the Charmed reboot, and I'm just talking about the reboot now because the original Charm moved, is available on Netflix as that service currently retains the contract to air that show. In the meantime, our Charmed panel will next reconvene to discuss Season 4 of the Charmed reboot, which premiered on March 11th, 2022, so it's got some airing time. Until next time, then, and until next episode, new episodes are published every Wednesday. Keep listening. Keep watching. Stay tuned. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.